0: A greater extent of books including people with disabilities as the main character is desperately needed in the world of children's literature. A greater supply of books like these on shelves in classrooms will promote acceptance, build understanding, and create a feeling of relatedness for students with disabilities. Disabilities are arguably one of the least addressed minorities in children's literature. Why is this? Throughout this podcast, I will highlight many sources which can be accessed below the script provided on this site. Three of the sources aid to explain the history of people with disabilities and disability activism. The other three sources focus on research on children's books with disabled characters. I will also provide an analysis of five pieces of children's literature. Since the mid-1900s, The disabilities rights movement has fought against the stigmatization of disability which has resulted in the social and economic marginalization of generations of americans with disabilities and like many other oppressed minorities left people with disabilities in a severe state of impoverishment for centuries as a group of approximately 41 million despite the assumption of many americans with disabilities lead self-affirming lives like many They define themselves according to their personhood, their ideas, beliefs, hopes, and dreams, above and beyond their disability. The idea of seeing disability as not wrong is a huge shift in thinking for many people, past and present. Instead, disabled people are used as the poster child for injustice and unfairness. Though the culture has grown and leaned away from only using people with disabilities for inspiration porn. This can still very much be the case in literature today. To help eliminate this discrepancy, more literature is needed with people with disabilities as the main characters. It is important to note that in history, as stated by the Smithsonian, many stories and events related to people with disabilities never make it into the history books or shared public memories. Often, people think of disability as an individual flaw or problem, and can be considered for one of the reasons why disability is avoided in literature. The Smithsonian also notes that familiar concepts and events transform our connection with each other when viewed from the historical perspective of people with disabilities, America's largest minority. This is the case for the history of people with disabilities and nonfiction material. Similarly, this quote from ADL is a great segue into the importance of including people with disabilities in literature. Throughout history, people with disabilities have pushed for the recognition of disability as an aspect of identity that influences the experiences of an individual, not as the sole defining feature of a person. The history of children's literature, including people with disabilities, emerged not too long ago and grew with the public school system. Disability in children's literature is a subject that has been the focus of changing attitudes in broader society since the 1970s. Laws like the Rehabilitation Act of 1973 and the Education for All Handicapped Children Act inspired around 311 books for children that included dis characters with disabilities in the United States. Additionally, the Individuals with Disabilities in Education Act put into force in 1986 ended the exclusion in publicly funded schools of children with disabilities. With each law that got passed, the movement continued to press on. Salem believed that the movement to include children and youth with disabilities to mainstream society has led to new approaches on the part of authors as well as educator- educators. Though children's literature still has a wide margin to grow, these laws and movements play a huge role in the growth this far. Classroom growth is one of the best elements of measurement to prove the advancement of diversifying children's literature. After reading books with exceptional children as the main character, both children and classrooms have grown in many ways. Think Inclusive found that reading and discussing children's books that feature disabled characters in the classroom led to more positive interactions. A specific example from a teacher was given in this article. Before starting a unit on children's books featuring disabled characters, she stated that students were resentful of a classmate with developmental disabilities who had an aide to help her. The classmates thought that she was receiving unfair privileges. After the unit, they understood why she needed assistance. This is a unique situation in which students were able to gain understanding and acceptance toward a student through genuinely learning more about their needs and differences. One of the most important aspects of children's literature is that children need to see people similar to them in books this includes children with disabilities or illnesses disability studies quarterly has a great outlook on what children's literature is books serve as mirrors for children to see characters who look like themselves and have feelings and experiences like their own books also serve as windows through which children learn about their world by looking beyond their immediate surroundings and seeing characters and events that occur in other communities or other parts of the world. DSQ made another great point by stating, perhaps no group has been as overlooked and inaccurately presented in children's books as individuals with disabilities. Most often, they were not included in stories, and when they were, many negative stereotypes prevailed, such as characters who were pitiful or pathetic, evil or superheroes, or a burden and incapable of fully participating in the events of everyday life. Simply put, the limited presence of persons with disabilities points out the need for more stories that represent the diversity of society, which includes persons with varying abilities. After researching the history of disabilities in children's literature as well as the evolution of children's literature in the field of disability and limited abilities, I have selected five pieces of children's literature to summarize, evaluate, and critique. Each of of the five pieces of literature highlights and in some cases do not highlight a child with a disability or impairment. El Defo, written by Cece Bell, is a graphic novel about a young rabbit who gets sick, which results in losing her hearing. Cece, the rabbit, wears hearing aids and occasionally assumes her superhero persona, El Defo, which shows that her disability is not debilitating. With the help of modern technology, El Defo challenges the misconception of her disability. This novel can be beneficial in a few ways. First, it gives deaf and hard of hearing children a relatable story. Also, El Defo is inspiring and motivational, not only for the deaf community, but for young children facing all sorts of challenges. Something specific and special that the author does in the storyline is include a best friend for Cece, who does not mention Cece's new hearing aids. At first, Cece thinks that her friend does not notice. But when Cece brings it up, her friend mentions that she knew about Cece's new device, but did not find the need to talk to Cece about it. To her, she was still Cece, and that was what mattered. My Three Best Friends and Me, Zule, written by Carrie Best, is a children's book about Zule and her three best friends. Zule and her friends love to sing and dance together, and they help each other out in math and reading class. Zule does not like feeling like she can't do certain things that her friends can so she decides she wants to participate in a race on field day. With lots of practice and help from her teacher, Zule, who is blind, can run in the field day race. The storyline includes a group of four helpful friends, and it shows that all people can help all people. Everyone is good at some things and needs help with some other things. To better demonstrate inclusion and acceptance, an area of improvement in this story would be to include more dialogue from Zule's classmates and not just solely her and her friends. Hello, Goodbye Dog, written by Maria G.M. Ferrari, is about a young girl, Zara, and her dog, Moose, who loves hellos and hates goodbyes. After a series of escapes to rush to Zara's side, Zara has the idea to take Moose to therapy dog school. The great thing about this book is that Zara is in a wheelchair, but the book does not address the book does not address it at all. This normalizes Zara's impairment instead of making her stand out. This book is the best case scenario for a piece of children's literature that is attempting to de stigmatize a disability. It tackles two possible stigmas without putting a name to them. First, GM Ferrari gets mega bonus points for not beginning the story by saying something along the lines of, Zara is in a wheelchair and instead she has a typical story with a typical girl and that's it. GM Ferrari also shares the behind the scenes of Moose becoming a therapy dog. The storyline interestingly puts the need to become a therapy dog on the dog instead of on the girl. Personally, I think this is a cool way to show that something does not have to be wrong with the owner of the therapy dog for them to have one. Charlotte in the Quiet Place, written by Deborah Soson, is another example of not stating the name of the disability, but instead putting the reader in the shoes of the person with the, with the disability. In the story, Charlotte struggles to find a quiet place in her very noisy world. Noises bother her, resulting in some sensory issues and a sense of chaos inside of Charlotte's mind. Charlotte's disability is not specifically stated, but it appears that she is autistic. At the end of the story, Charlotte finds a quiet place, and now she remembers her quiet place when she is struggling to find peace and calmness. Something specifically neat about this book is that it puts the reader inside of the mind of a child struggling with the daily ups and downs of autism. We're All Wonders, written by R.J. Palacio, is written from a first-person point of view, from the perspective of a young boy named Augie, who knows that he doesn't look ordinary, even though he does plenty of ordinary things. He knows that he is not the only one who is different. He knows that everyone is a wonder of their own. He just wishes they could see it themselves. This book taps into the inner longing that every child has, to be seen for who they truly are. Though this story is short and sweet, it has the capability to invoke deep classroom conversations for literally all ages. So how can we be better? As Salem phrases it, not every disability has to be a metaphor for a protagonist's development. In other words, writers of children's books should not feel the need to tiptoe around the disability. Instead, they should worry about accurately portraying the disability or impairment. DSQ states that, While more books with characters with disabilities are published today, the percentage is still very small when compared to the total number of children's books published each year. I'm not saying that disability needs to be happy rainbows in every story. It does not need to be romanticized. But what I am saying is that children with disabilities need to see themselves accurately and realistically portrayed in books they read, just like every other child. The United States has absolutely grown over time in this area, but continual growth is what's needed. For more information on the history of disability in children's literature, please check out the sites that I have listed under references. I found these to be the most helpful throughout my research. If anyone is interested in finding more children's books with portrayals of disabilities, I will post the link to the IRIS Center website. From there, you can choose a specific disability that you may be looking for to be depicted. There are 12 categories of disability with several book recommendations in each category. The more books on shelves, the more accepted and understood people with disabilities will be. A feeling of relativism will grow as the gap in the ratio of books with exceptional characters and general education characters closes. Thank you.